reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After Jesus was baptised, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Many years ago when I was training in Ushaw in Durham, I came across a man called Jed, who worked with people who had disabilities. Like many Geordies, he was full of joie de vivre, energy, life, always at the centre of every party that he went to. However, I discovered that he'd been tragically marred by childhood abuse. He was so badly damaged that much of his way of thinking, particularly about himself, was twisted and broken, and he hid behind this personality. From early on in his life, he'd rejected God because of all that was happening to him. He couldn't believe that God loved him although he never doubted that God existed, but God was somehow mean and capricious. Three marriages, several failed relationships hadn't helped the situation. Each broken relationship added to his pain. Trust was the most difficult area for him to cope with. Then he was diagnosed with an aggressive and rare cancer, and something I think the action of the Spirit, happened within him. The healing that he'd always desired began to take place. He could never say how or why, just that he knew. He forgave people who damaged him so badly, and he learned how to trust. He died aged 54, a healed, whole, free man, who finally knew that God can be trusted. I don't know whether this is true or not, but I think one of the sicknesses within modern society is our inability to trust. The presumption is that everyone is on the make, always looking after number one. There's no one to be trusted other than oneself. And that makes society very individualistic and isolates people one from another. With that philosophy, it becomes very difficult to trust God in any real way. We might well say our prayers and do religious things, but trusting God is far deeper than that. Trusting God is about opening ourselves up to the power of love, which prompts the way in which we live our lives. It's about knowing that God is the very source of all that we are and all that we do. It's about falling in love with God so that God motivates our, our every moment and everything else fades into insignificance. I often think a huge conversion process is needed within all of us if we're to really know the living God. We have to be prepared to let go of our image of God and allow God to reveal God's self to us. We, we have to let go of the image of the, the vengeful, twisted old bachelor who tries to squeeze the joy out of life 
But we also have to get rid of the image of the sugar candy god who sits in heaven dispensing favours as God sees fit. It's somehow in the letting go of these images and standing naked before God that we discover the God who can be trusted above all things. We don't do it because it's scary to let go and realise that actually we're not in control of our, our own lives or our own destiny. But that's the challenge of the gospel. To recognise that it's only in God that we find life and only in God that we can we trust. It's the lesson of the Bible from beginning to end. And it's the challenge of the story of the temptations that we've just listened to. Mark doesn't give us a lot of detail. He, 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 he doesn't waste time. We're told that the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. Why was that important? Mark wouldn't have included it if it wasn't. I, I guess because it's another way of saying that it's the work of the Spirit to take us to that place where we have to find out what is really real and what can be trusted. It's interesting that the question isn't answered. In a sense, it isn't answered till the end of the gospel, when Jesus hangs on the cross. It's then that he most fully has to trust. At this point, Jesus was simply being challenged. Will you trust God above all else, more than power or wealth? Will you trust the God who says that you're beloved and special? Will the wild beasts of power and prestige that tempt you away from trusting in God and invite you to trust in yourself, will they win the battle? Will you trust God? The, the, the same question that's asked of Jesus is asked of us. We're being invited to reflect on whether or not we trust God's love. It's that simple. Are we prepared to trust in love, which is eternal, or are we going to put our trust in the material world? Do we think that our desire for power and wealth and immediate fulfillment is going to satisfy? As we celebrate the power of God's love this day, let's open ourselves to the transforming spirit who cuts through the games we play and who faces us with the overwhelming love of God. And let's place our trust in that, just as Jesus had to.